Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought you'd be further along financially by now? If so, you're not alone. Many people find themselves wanting to ditch their nine to five, wishing they had more time with their family. What most people want is to simply live the life that they choose and with plenty of money to do so. The good news is you can live an abundant life through apartment investing. Mark and Tamil Kenny with Think Multifamily help you take back the time and freedom so that you can live free from the stresses that burden so many. Through multifamily investing, they teach you how to set your family up for a lifetime of true success and fulfillment. They have helped hundreds of people just like you. Patrick, for example, who since working with Think Multifamily has purchased over 900 units with another 850 under contract. And at 27 years old, was able to quit his demanding job in corporate America. Regardless of your age or profession, Think Multifamily can help you create the life of your dreams. As hosts of the new Think Multifamily podcast, Mark and Tamil will walk you through the journey step-by-step to make sure you are completely set up for success. Through this interview-style podcast, you will gain a proven strategic apartment investing system and hear stories from successful investors, all to help you be light years ahead of those who try to do it alone. Subscribe to the Think Multifamily podcast today at thinkmultifamily.com forward slash podcast. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam AAA Adams, and we are talking about the eight different ways that you can get involved in multifamily today. I'm not talking about like, here's the eight ways that you could eventually possibly get into multifamily. Like if you just kind of like do everything possible for the for a long, long time and, you know, and, and pray and, and, and hope and uh, connect and just network with people. And it never actually happens. I'm literally saying, there's a way for you to be involved in multifamily right away. And there's, I'm sharing every single eight of them in a row. I talked about uh, being a deal finder. I talked about being an earnest money deposit person. I talked about how you could raise money. I talked about how you could be a passive. I talked about the net worth. And now I'm going to be talking about the liquidity because they are totally different. Now, what does it mean to have net worth? And what, I'm talk- and what does it mean to have liquidity? Now, what I'm talking about is with the net worth, that is just how much money you are worth, literally, and that's it. It doesn't matter if it's tied up and if, or, or if it's totally available. It's what you are worth on paper. So if, if you have a lot of uh, real estate, like I, I own part of $100 million, and so I have a fairly good net worth, um, but... It's not enough for me to qualify for, uh, you know, a $12 million loan by myself. Um, now, let me tell you what that means. So the bank needs three things. They need somebody with net worth. They need somebody with liquidity. And they need somebody with uh, experience. So there's a net worth partner, experience partner, and a, and a liquidity partner, right? And um, these can be all the same person or they could be totally separate. And the reason why they might be separate is because you might be um, somebody like, that uh, has, you know, a whole bunch of gas stations. Like one of my friends, they, um, he 
owns, um, I think, 40 gas stations, and each and every one of them is worth about a million bucks. And um, and these are all um, owned outright. Like he he doesn't have any. Um, he doesn't have, he, he's an Indian. Um, I don't know if, if that was obvious or not, and I'm not trying to stereotype, but he's an Indian, uh, really good guy, one of my favorite people. Um, but th- what I was going to say is he owns 40 gas stations and none of them have loans. None of them have a loan on them. So they're all um, owned outright, which basically means they're all uh, valued pretty close to just a million bucks. And so he, he has a $40 million net worth, but he like literally doesn't have any liquidity. You know, he makes a ton of money each month but he, he always spends it. He always puts it places. So, so his liquidity isn't like uh, 50 million or 20 million or 40 million or even 10 million or even five. It's even less than 5 million. So he's, he's got a great net worth, but uh, very lo- close to zero on, on the liquidity. He, he's the type of person similar to me. I try, I, it's not like I spend every dollar that I get, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm bad with money. It's that I focus on making sure that my money's always working for me. So, um, so I might not have a giant liquidity, but I have a, a good net worth. And so I'm always put, placing money as fast as I possibly can into deals. And as, as, as I get money, I, I want it to go to work for me. I, I might, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I put um, a 25 grand with one guy, 22 grand with another coach, 20 grand with another coach and um, five grand with another coach. And, and that was because I wanted my money to work for me. I worked flipping hard to get that money right in the first place. I worked hard to, to bring it in. And now I want it to go um, and leverage other people's knowledge. So I want those people to, to help me to get to understand their, the systems and the automation that they're using in order to get some of this business stuff that they've, they've been able to do because all of these four are a lot more successful than me. Um, so it, even if you think that I am successful or I sound successful or I, I've been successful, um, I still know that there's always a lot of people that are more successful than me. And, um, and you should understand that there's people more successful than you and you should be paying them and hiring them to give you their knowledge so that you can go to the next level. And I'm doing the exact same thing, and which is why I don't have a lot of liquidity, but I have a fairly good net worth because I'm part of quite a bit of doors, right? So um, that's who I am. And now um, if you need the liquid, if you, excuse me, need the net worth, what the loan's going to look for, the lender is going to look for is net worth, liquidity, and experience. And what you're going to need is usually like if, if you have a $20 million project, they want you to have a $20 million net worth. Okay, that's very important that you have a loan, I mean, excuse me, a net worth that's equal to the amount of the loan. Now, if you have that, then you'll look good to the bank. It's not the only thing they look for, but that's the net worth. Now, um, that's why you know, my, my net worth isn't 20 million yet. Um, so, so I, I need to partner with a new person to bring them on, which is what I talked about in the last episode. Cause I have somebody who has that net worth between 20 and 30 million, uh, that, that approached me and said, can I please partner with you? And now I'm, I want to talk about what's different from that net worth person and this experience person, uh, 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 that net worth person and this, um, this liquidity person. So the liquidity person 
it could be the same person, right? Um, because you might have a high net worth and a high liquidity. But um, what, what it is, 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 is when I was speaking in Los Angeles, I, I spoke in uh, three cities of, in California, and one of them was LA. And uh, when I was speaking in Los Angeles, um, two different people came up to me and the two different people like sold their um, sold their companies. One of them was a tech company. I don't remember what the other one was, um, but they both sold their companies, right? So they they might not have a huge, huge, huge liquidity, like equal to the balance of the loan, but but they do have a, a few million uh, just um, in in liquidity. Um, so, but that's also their net worth. So their net worth isn't big enough to do the whole thing, but they have the liquidity sitting there. And so they could actually be, um, they could be a passive investor if they want, or they could operate some of their own deals or whatever, but they will be able to, um, be the liquidity person on a deal. Right. So maybe, um, maybe these two people combined what, well, let's not combine them because one only has uh, a couple of million and the other one has like a hundred million. So we don't need to even combine these two. Um, However, let's just say that we combined a couple of people like the one that just had like um, one, I don't remember. It was like one point something and uh, the other one that had one point something. So we'll just round it to like 3 million and what the lenders are going to want to see. They're going to want to see one of two things. And it, it really, you just got to go and talk to your lender because the rules always change. And also I, I have noticed that a lot of syndicators, they just use um, some generic ways of explaining it. And it's not always true. So I'll just share with you right now. One of the things that is, is shared, but is not always true is that you need to have 10% uh, uh, post-closing liquidity. Um, so basically that means if the loan you're getting is, um, is uh, you know, 8 million, they want you to have, after you've already bought the property, 10% post-closing liquidity. That's not always the real metric, just so you know, but it is a metric that is widely um, taught and widely understood. And so I'll just go ahead and use that. So that means that maybe you just have to have uh, 800 grand on a, on a property like that. Or if you, if you did something where the property is a little bit bigger, you might need like um, three or four or $5 million. So if you did have that, then you could partner with like one or two people that has uh, just liquidity of 3 million because they might not have this, but they do have the, the liquidity and that's going to help you close on the loan. So if, if you are the person who has uh, some liquidity like that, well, rest assured, you don't actually have to put the money in the deal. You just sign on the loan with the liquid, with the net worth partner, you sign on the loan. And now you're both, uh, you're both there and you're fulfilling two of the three major parts that the lender is going to look for even in order to give you a loan at all, right? So that's the difference between the net worth and the liquidity person. And like I said in the last episode, um, <clears throat> these people, they might be able to negotiate. Uh, you'll see sometimes that the, that the net worth and liquidity, like if you have a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, CMBS loan or a HUD loan, um, they want to get their like agency card or their CMBS card. They want to they wanna finally sign on a HUD loan. So they oftentimes, those people might not even ask for any ownership. So you as, a, as an operator, you might get lucky that somebody just wants to be on a Fannie Mae uh, loan 
and they might sign on the loan and not even ask for any ownership. So you might get lucky like that, but you as somebody who has net worth or liquidity, I want to help you out to make sure that you're, you're not just, just getting the experience on the loan, but you're also having the opportunity to get, um, get some money for it. Because if you're um, a liquidity partner and or a, a net worth partner, you might get like 7% or 5% or 10% or even more maybe. Uh, I, I usually give like 7.5%. Uh, for net worth and seven and a half percent for liquidity, but let's kind of use that in terms of of mathematics. So you have a three million dollar uh, uh, liquidity, and that's the only part of the deal that you're going to partner in. That's the only part of the whole deal that you're going to partner in is is just by signing on the loan because you have um, you have just sold your company or you just were <laughs> saving money for a really long time. And so you got three million kind of just sitting there doing nothing, liquid and available. And um, the, let's just pretend like the deal is a ten million dollar deal, and um, all they need is you know uh, a million or so in liquidity. But you get you've got more than that, and and you're going to make um, the part the partnership, the general partnership, look very very strong because you have um, so much money just kind of sitting there in the bank. So what you'll do is you go up to that team and you say, hey, I've got $3 million. I don't want to put it into your deal at all. I, I don't want to be a passive investor. I don't want to get rid of any of this. All I really want to do is have a good ownership of the deal. So maybe you'll negotiate 5% or 1% or, or 10%. But if you did, um, it, let's just say that it's a $10 million deal and the acquisition fee is 300 grand. Okay. So the acquisition fee is 300 grand and you um, find a way to um, ask for seven and a half percent of the deal. Um, now, what's going to happen is you're, you're basically going to make like $23,000 the day you close. You didn't even use money. Like you literally, this is how good being a net worth partner or a liquidity partner can be. You didn't even put a dime of your own money. What you did to, to make 25 grand is sign a piece of paper. And that's all you did is you just signed a piece of paper and now you just made um, is what you made for signing on a loan. Now, isn't that amazing? That's not even talking about the passive money that you're going to get. Because if, let's say you had the net worth and liquidity and you just made 50 grand, okay? So you just made $50,000 by being the net worth partner and the liquidity partner, 50 grand. And now you're going to be making like uh, probably three grand a quarter, about a thousand a month, um, but co- totally passively. And by the way, this is all infinite returns. Okay, you're not, you never put money out to make this money. It's completely infinite. It's also a, an infinite ROI on your time because you're not spending time having to operate the deal, but you're still making that thousand a month every single month. I mean, imagine uh, all these people that are, that are wasting putting money into uh, a single family. They're putting down, putting a hundred grand down and they're, they're barely making like $200 a month. They're barely making uh, $200 a month. Then all of a sudden they have a roof to replace and they lose it all. But still, what I'm saying is you got smart. You 
didn't even use your money. You became a net worth or a liquidity partner. You made 50 grand, 20 grand the day that you closed on a loan. You're making $1,000 a month, way bigger than any of these um, single family people. And you do nothing for it. You can sit back and relax. And as I've stated before, multiple times, the disposition fee is way bigger than the acquisition fee. So what I'm saying is when you sell the property, if you made uh, 50 grand by signing on the loan and you made a thousand bucks a month for the next five years, and then all of a sudden the operator sells it, you're probably going to make an extra hundred grand. It's insane to think of the strength of just being a net worth or a liquidity partner. It's amazing. So this is what I'm trying to help you to understand is how could you fit into, the, uh, into a general partnership or as a passive investor, how could you fit within the role of syndication? And on the very next uh, video, I'm going to share one of my favorites. It's actually the asset manager. And I'm going to explain exactly like which type of person would be the best fit for an asset manager. And uh, spoiler alert, you don't need to put your own money into the deal to be a great asset manager. So what I'm saying is if you find a deal, you don't have to put your own money. If you have an earnest money deposit, you only have to leave it for a short time. If you're raising equity, you don't have to put your own money. If you're passive, you absolutely do, but you make great returns for it. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20% sometimes. If you have net worth, if you have liquidity, you certainly have to have money, but you don't have to use it in the deal. And um, in, the, in the next, oh, sorry, I'm not even going to talk about asset manager next. I'm going to talk about the experienced partner next. And then the one after that, I'm really going to get into the details of the asset manager who doesn't have to use money. But I want to I finish talking about the banks first. And so the banks need net worth, the banks need liquidity, and they also need experience. So I'll get into more detail on how you could be an experienced partner on the very next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the eight ways that you can be getting involved in a multifamily sooner. And I'm talking, you could be getting involved in a multifamily today or tomorrow, like right away and not waiting uh, 90 days or six months or two years down the line to get started. You can actually do it right away. So if, uh, if you haven't heard the eighth episode yet, then that means that the next episode is coming up right away. It'll give you another strategy, a tip trick and strategy of how to get involved. And by the way, I hope I see you at the Raising Money Summit, October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. My podcast listeners get a giant discount, a 15% discount. We're being generous. Uh, so we want to give you that discount to any level of tickets. And honestly, if you do get value out of this podcast, if, if you liked this episode and you know that I'm coming from a good place and always wanting to give you value, it would mean the world to me if you took a, a couple of minutes, like one to two minutes out of your day to just quickly give us a rating and review to tell us a little bit more of your thoughts. Like that means the world to me. And so if you've already done it, I'm super, super grateful. And if, if you've just kind of been on the fence and, and, you, and you haven't given a rating or review, um, I hope you'll uh, hop off the fence and just give us a quick rating and review and tell, tell me what you think about the show. It'd mean the world to me. So um, the next of the eight ways that you can get involved in multifamily is right here.